Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Ed Gardner from Duffy's Tavern, Jimmy Durante with Eddie Cantor, plus Fred Allen and the complete cast of Allen's Alley. Comedian Ed Gardner had his own radio program during the 40s and into the 50s entitled Duffy's Tavern, a program on which Duffy, the main character, never appeared. Ed played the part of Archie, the manager, and each week Archie would talk to Duffy on the phone. Here's Duffy's Tavern. Duffy's Tavern, where the late meat to eat, Archie the manager speaking, Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Uh, the crowd, uh, a lot of servicemen tonight. Yeah, the place is a regular separation center. <laughs> mm-hmm. Already I've had to separate three guys. <laughs> uh, by the way, you know who came in tonight? Lefty O'Rourke. Yeah, he's out of uniform now. No, Duffy, not on points, on parole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lefty says he just couldn't get along with the warden, you know, and one of them had to go. <laughs> well, you know, the warden's in pretty solid. Well, I don't know. O'Rourke was very popular up there, Duffy. In fact, he claims they voted him the man most likely to return. <laughs> uh, say, by the way, speaking of getting out of jail, uh, Eddie, the waiter, is thinking of leaving us. What do you mean, so what? Eddie's a very valuable man. Huh? Well, I admit he ain't very fast on his feet, but he's got a great knack for serving hash without that guilty expression on his face. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think he got an offer from uh, Grogan's Grill. Well, don't worry. I'll talk him out of it, Duffy. You know the old line. Gratitude, the chance for advancement, all we've done for him, money ain't everything. (laughs) Yeah, the old sucker pitch. Well, certainly he'll bite. Don't I fall for it every time I ask for a raise? (laughs) Well, just leave it to me, Duffy. I'll call you back. Eddie, there's a rumor around that you have had an offer from Grogan's Grill. Uh Uh-huh. And the rumor also says that you're thinking of taking it. Keep your eye on that rumor. It's got a future. You're not serious. Where, where did you get this idea about leaving? Just looked into my wallet and there it was. <laughs> Again, this is madness. You can't leave here. Why, you're a part of Duffy's Tavern. Yeah, the part that goes over the cash register last. <laughs> Just a second now, Eddie. Is it that you feel that Duffy ain't done right by you? Well, now you know yourself that when it comes to blowing that horn of plenty, he ain't no Harry James. <laughs> Eddie, leave us discuss this. I think if you're fair-minded, I can show you that you're making a mistake. Now answer me. Uh, do you object to working seven days a week? Definitely. And I suppose you object to putting in 15 hours a day? Very definitely. I uh, suppose you also object to not being paid no salary? Extremely definitely. 
Daddy, I'm afraid you didn't enter this discussion with an open mind. <laughs> Don't you realize there's more important things than money? Yeah, but they all cost money. <laughs> Look, Mr. Archer, now I'd like to have a salary. I just can't get along on the tips I collect. Ah, now don't hear me that, Eddie. I've seen nights when you walked out of here with enough quarters to choke a horse. Or kill him with lead poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Arch, I just can't do it. In addition to the tips, I think I ought to have a dollar a week salary. How does 35 cents hit you? (laughs) It don't even muss my hair. All right, then go ahead and quit. <laughs> but it's hard to think that you take this attitude toward a man that's been your friend. Almost your brother. Through thick and thin. Laughter and tears. Mm-hmm. Be sure to listen to Stella Dallas at the same time. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Scoff at friendship. Uh, hard. Hello, Eddie. Finnegan, Finnegan, what is your opinion of a man that bites the hand that feeds him? Well, some people will eat anything. (laughs) Boy, what's your trouble? It's Eddie here. He wants to get paid more money. Money? Uh, Eddie, my boy, money is nothing. You know what I always say? What? But you're never so humble as no place like home. (laughs) What's that got to do with money? Well, we owe six months' rent. <laughs> Thanks, Finnegan. You're a big help. Now, look, Eddie. <clears throat> I think you're confused about this whole thing. What you need is a real nice vacation. Tell you what you do. Why? Take the rest of the day off. <laughs> that would only add to the confusion. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with a day off. Well, what did you do on your last day off? Went up to Boston. They were having a tea party. <laughs> I can see you're in the wrong mood. Uh, why don't you go out and breathe some nice, clean air, and maybe you'll change your mind, huh? That might help. Okay, see you later. Mm. Uh, look, Archie, I don't like to seem a ghoul, but uh, uh, have you got any ideas where I could get a job? A job for you? I don't know. Uh, have you tried Ripley? <laughs> what do you want with a job? Oh, I gotta get away from home, Archie. I just can't stand that fighting. Your mother and father again, huh? Yeah. What do they fight about? Oh, the simplest thing. Take this morning. It all started about the new silver coffee pot. Coffee pot? Yeah, my mother hit me father over the head with it. <laughs> well, why did she have to use the silver coffee pot? Because it was your 50th wedding anniversary. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> do they fight all the time like that? Oh, yeah. Fight, fight, fight. Except once every week they quit for half an hour. How's that? They stopped to listen to Mr. Anthony. <laughs> well, ain't there nothing you can do to stop them? Oh, I tried to. This morning I said, Mom and Papa, why do you fight like this? Why, when you have so much to be thankful for? Then? They took a look at me and started swinging again. <laughs> The most creative comedian to ever appear on radio was Fred Allen. Here's an excerpt of Allen's Alley from the Fred Allen Show in 1946. Well, this past week, the National Federation of Business and Professional Women's Clubs met to discuss the problem of post-war jobs for women. 
And so our question is, how do you think women will fit into the post-war business world? Shall we go? As one headache said to the other headache, let's take a powder. Somebody, I say, somebody knock. Uh, yes, I... Uh, Claghorn's the name, Senator Claghorn. I know is. that. I... I'm from the South, way down South. Every week. Where I come from, when we say cotton, we don't mean no movie actor. Now, wait a minute. Look, <laughs> Look don't butt in, son. Well, Stop I... blabbing. I'm not trying to... Uh, keep interrupting. Try listening. Senator, slow down a minute, if you will, please. You've only two more years in office. What is your opinion... What is your opinion of women in the post-war business world? It's got... I say, it's got us worried, son. Senator Glass is all broken up. Well, then you... <laughs> Glass is broken. That's a joke, son. That's witty. Well, I know it's yeah. witty. I'm here. That's real Southern humor. I sensed that it was real Southern humor. I'll go down there and enjoy it someday. <laughs> You ain't very quick, are you? Oh, now, look. <laughs> Senator, what do you, as man to man, or as man to what I am, what do you think... <laughs> what do you think about women going into business? I say let them go into business. Fine. Women can be politicians. Women can be bartenders. Good, good. Bartenders, that is. Yes. A woman... <laughs> A woman can even be president. Good. But there's one... I say, there's one thing a woman... A woman can never be, son. A woman can never be? The father of our country. <laughs> Come on. Go on. Go on, Go on, that is. That is. <laughs> well, the senator has an answer for everything, even before you ask him. Say, I wonder if Titus Moody is in tonight. Howdy, bub. Well, <laughs> Mr. Moody, how do you feel about women working? Oh, some women overdo it, bub. Overdo the working? You're speaking from experience? Yeah. For 20 years, my wife's been raising chickens. And she's overdoing it? She's in the hen house morning, noon, and night. I see. One morning, the rooster was sick. Yes? My wife got up and crowed, so the hens would know the sun was coming up. <laughs> Well, that is overdoing it, isn't it? Last week, my setting hen got a dizzy spell and fell off the nest. Yes? My wife sat on the nest day and night till this morning. What happened? <laughs> Have a cigar, bub? A cigar? <laughs> yep. I'm a papa. A papa, hey? Yeah. Ten of the prettiest Plymouth rocks I ever seen. <laughs> Well, Mr. Moody... <laughs> Mr. Moody owes me nine cigars. Well, I think I'll try this next door. No? Ah, Mrs. Nussbaum again. Yeah. You are expecting maybe Dinah Schnorrer? <laughs> uh, not necessarily. Tell me, uh, tell me, Mrs. Ann, how do you feel about women working? On account of working, I am losing mine appeal. Your appeal, huh? How do you mean? When I'm 19, I'm having beautiful legs. You had beautiful limbs, huh? They are calling me the Dietrich of the Lancaster. Oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. 
taking a job in an old girl orchestra. Not, uh, not Spitalny. Oh, no. No? Blossom Blomberg and her Brownsville boogie-woogie babies. Wow. <laughs> Good. I am playing sitting down the cello. Oh, the cello, huh? For five years, every night, I am sitting with between my knees the cello. For five years? One night, I'm looking on my beautiful legs in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> you mean the... When playing the cello, I am bow-legged. Right. It's looking like incessantly I am riding a horse. And today with your bow-legs... Instead of the Dietrich of the Lancer Street... Yes? They are calling me Hopalong Nussbaum. <laughs> Jimmy Durante has been in show business for well over 60 years. In the early 50s, Jimmy Durante got together with another famous comedian, Eddie Cantor, for this memorable bit of nostalgia. Please. Excuse me, please. My name is Steinway. I came to scratch my name off the piano. Eddie! Jimmy, you know, you know it's awfully nice to visit with you. Yes, Eddie, it sure is good to see you again. If you was a girl, I'd kiss you. <laughs> if I was a girl, Jessler would have married me long ago. <laughs> you know, Jimmy, you and I have been together a long, long time, and I sure am proud of you. You're keeping right up to date on the fashions. What do you mean? You're the only man I know who's wearing the new ankle-length nose. <laughs> It used, to, it used to be only kneeling, but I let out the hem. <laughs> you let it out a little too much. <laughs> ah, Reddy, you being here reminds me of old times, believe yes, me. Yes, Jimmy, we do go back a long time, don't we? Makes me, think, makes me think of the act I did with Gus Edwards years ago. I worked with a swell bunch of kids then. Walter Winchell, Irving Berlin, Harry Richmond, Georgie Price, and Al Jolson. And to think I made good. You know, Jimmy, I, I often wonder... What? Whatever became of those other kids? <laughs> Swallowed up by a cruel world. <laughs> ah, Eddie, it sure would be fun to relive those good old days when we were trying to get started in Cooney Island. Yeah. Remember the Frankfurters at Feltman's and the good times we had at Perry's College Inn? I was a singing waiter at Kerry Walters, and you were... Yes. The guy with the big nose, uh... <laughs> James... I said to you, James, let's quit Coney Island. Let's shoot for the moon. Let's go up and see the great sick fellow. Fine. Maybe he'll give us a break. How do you do, Mr. Zickfeld? We're Cantor and Durante. I don't know you, and you don't know me. Why did you have to go and spoil it? <laughs> Please give us a chance, Mr. Zickfeld. All we want is a straight 52-week contract at 5000 a week with special material, tailored costumes, no matinees, meals sent in, star dressing rooms on the ground floor. I'll give you $10 a week and you dress in the alley. <laughs> we better take it. He's meeting us halfway. <laughs> Please, Mr. Zickfeld, we'll give you an idea of our act right now. Get over to the piano, Jimmy. Let's go. 
And then he'd row, row, row Way up the river he would row, row, row A hug he'd give her He would kiss her now and then She would tell him when He'd fool around and fool around And then they'd kiss again And then he'd row, row, row A little farther he would row Oh, 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 oh Then he'd drop both his oars Take a few more on course And then he'd row, row, row What do you think, Mr. Zickfeld? Well, I thought you were wonderful, Mr. Cantor. But being the showman I am, there's one thing I'd like to suggest. And what's that? Get rid of the guy with the big nose. <laughs> My nose isn't big. I just happen to have a very small head. <laughs> that was many years ago. And Eddie, I'll never forget when Zigfield said, get rid of the guy with the big nose and how you stuck up for me. Yes, but Jimmy, while I was talking to Zickfell about you, why did you run out on me? Eddie, I knew we went as far as we could go together, and I figured Ziggy wanted you, not me. And believe me, what a thrill I got when I saw you in the Follies of 1917. I'll never forget what a sensation you were when you came out in blackface and white gloves and sang. What was the name of that song, Eddie? Oh, I know. Yes, sir, that's my baby, no, sir. I don't mean maybe, yes, sir. That's my baby now. Boy, what a hit you were that night. And little did you think that one day Warner Brothers would make your life story. Yeah, they're working on it right now. Too bad they didn't make it sooner or they could have called it Life with Father. <laughs> oh, that's no good, Jimmy. When you've been a father as long as I have, huh? no life. <laughs> You had plenty of life when you appeared in the Follies of 1919. What was that big song hit you had then? Oh, the boys were coming home from the war, and I sang... How you gonna keep them down on the farm after they seen Harry? What a song! How you gonna keep them away from Broadway? Jazzing around, painting the town. How you gonna keep them away from harm? That's a mystery. Imagine Reuben when he meets his pa. He'll kiss his cheek and holler, ooh, la, la. How you gonna keep them down on the farm after they've seen Harry? Ah, uh, Eddie. That was a great number, Eddie. And you know something? As I sat in the balcony the night you opened the night show, I'm not ashamed to tell you I cried like a baby. Did you, Jimmy? Yes. There you were on that stage singing, and there I was, sitting in the balcony with so much talent. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy. But you couldn't hide that talent for long because I remember shortly after you opened at the Club Durante with an act that took the town by storm. Clayton, Jackson, and Durante. You know, Jimmy, I came down with a big party that night, and as I walked into the club, there you were on the piano singing. I know darn well I can do without Broadway, but can Broadway do without me? Paris Square, Times Square, Columbus Circle, 96. What happened? I must have passed my station. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, what an act that was. You must have made a fortune at the Club Durante. No, Eddie, not a penny. Everything we made went for new pianos. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but it was well worth it, James, because when you finished your act that night, Flo Zickfeld, who was in my party, turned to me and said, who's that guy? 
And I answered him. I said, Mr. Zickfeld, that's the guy with the big nose. And it wasn't long after that when Mr. Zickfeld's new production showgirl had it as a star, Jimmy Durante. He saw the error of his ways. <laughs> but what a change of pace for Durante to come out singing a number like... Liza, Liza, skies are gray. Oh, Durante, a crooner, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, don't blow. I want to tell you something, kid. I listen to Crosby. I listen to Dick Hames. I listen to Sinatra. And you know something? Yes. I'm going to keep right on listening to them. <laughs> You're listening to me at a great disadvantage. You can hear me. <laughs> but anyway, talking about songs, what do you figure is the biggest song you've had in show business, Eddie? Well, Jimmy, in my humble opinion, I'd say it was... Another bride, another groom, another sunny honeymoon, another season, another reason for making whoopee. Yeah, really, I've, I've often envied you, working on all those Zigfield shows with those gorgeous Polly's girls. Oh, those gorgeous Polly's girls, Jimmy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's like working in a candy store. After the first day, you never bother with the candy. <laughs> but, oh, that first day. Oh. <laughs> ah, show business. It's been rather good to both of us, James. And in 40 years of show business, I think I found out why the people love the guy with the big nose. It's because the guy with a big nose has a heart to match. Yesterday they told you you would not go far. That night you open and there you are. Next day on your dressing room they hung a star. Let's go on with the show. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. You know, there's an organization which has been set up for the exclusive use of you fellas and gals in the armed forces. An organization which gives you the chance to further your education while you're in the service. You can be stationed anywhere in the world and still take advantage of the courses offered by USAFI. Eligibility for enrollment with USAFI includes personnel on active duty with the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, and Coast Guard. Cadets at West Point are also eligible for USAFI courses and midshipmen at Annapolis, cadets at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy and officers of the U.S. Public Health Service. Here's an opportunity you can hardly pass up, a chance to continue learning at a nominal fee with most of your textbooks and materials supplied free. So no matter what branch of the service you're in, act today for a uniform education study with USAFI. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. And now this is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.